This is the broadcast voice of Marshall University, WMUL-FM, Huntington, West Virginia. And now, News Center 88 at 5, the area source for the most complete news coverage from across the campus of Marshall University and the Huntington Tri-State area. And now, the News Center 88 team. Good evening, everyone. For this Friday, April 16th, 2021, I'm Abby Ayes. Daily source for Marshall Broadcast News. Bradley Wells will be in with the Metro Huntington Fort weather forecast, and Andrew Rogers will be in with the FM 88 sports report. The current temperature outside is a breezy 58 degrees. And now, on to our top story. A member of the far-right Oath Keepers Militia Group has become the first defendant to plead guilty to federal charges in connection with the insurrection at the U.S. Capitol. John Ryan Schaefer is also a heavy metal guitarist in the band Iced Earth. U.S. District Judge Amit Meha says, said Friday he has agreed to cooperate with investigators in hopes of getting a lighter sentence, and the Justice Department will consider putting Schaefer in the Federal Witness Security Program. This signals that federal prosecutors see him as a vulnerable cooperator as they continue to investigate the militia groups and other extremists involved in the insurrection on January 6th. Raul Castro, Castro says he is resigning as head of Cuba's Communist Party, ending an era of formal leadership by he and his brother Fidel Castro that began with the 1959 revolution. Castro made the announcement Friday in a speech at the opening of the 8th Congress of the ruling party, the, one, the only one allowed on the island. That happened today. Castro didn't say who he would endorse as his successor as first secretary of the Communist Party, but he previously has indicated that he favors yielding control to Miguel Diaz-Canel, who succeeded him as president in 2018. The mayor of a Minneapolis suburb that's seen nightly protest after a white police officer fatally shot black motorist Dante Wright contends police are overreacting to demonstrators and should scale back their tactics. Brooklyn Center Mayor Tim Elliott said at a news conference that he doesn't agree with police using pepper spray, tear gas, and paintballs during demonstrations. The city council passed a resolution banning city officers from using tear gas and other tactics against demonstrators. The city's stance has left leaders of other law enforcement agencies helping to control demonstrators confused. Hennepin County Sheriff David Hutchinson sent Elliott a letter Wednesday asking if he still wanted his department's help. Russia's top diplomat says Moscow will expel 10 U.S. diplomats in response to U.S. sanctions. For Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov also said Moscow will add eight U.S. officials to its sanctions list and move to shut down the work of U.S. non-governmental organizations to end what he called interfering in Russia's politics. The moves follow new sanctions announced Thursday on Russia by the Biden administration for interfering with the 2020 U.S. presidential election and involvement in the solar wind hack of federal agencies. Moscow has denied any role in those activities. While, in the, while the U.S. could cripple the Russian economy, Moscow lacks levers to respond in any kind, but it could hurt American interests in other ways around the globe. Japanese Prime Minister Yoshihide Suga is calling for a strong alliance with the United States as he heeds into the White House for Joe Biden's first face-to-face -face talks with a foreign leader as president. The meeting underscores Biden's emphasis on alliances to deal with an increasingly assertive China. Biden and Suga 
also are looking to counter message messaging from Chinese President Xi Jinping that America and dem democracies in general are on the decline after the political turmoil and international withdrawal that marked Donald Trump's presidency. Coming up, West Virginia vaccinations slow down as fewer step forward. That and more news from across the tri-state when New Center 88 returns right after this. I missed a mortgage payment, but now I'm turning things around. With Sam, I can. Sam is Smart About Money, a free online resource from the National Endowment for Financial Education. We're an independent nonprofit foundation dedicated to helping people just like you get sound information about money at samican.org. Business has fallen off at work, but I'm getting prepared for whatever the future holds. With Sam, I can. Get empowered. Reach your financial goals. Visit samican.org. The worldwide leader in Marshall University sports coverage. Welcome back inside the Xfinity Center here in College Park, Maryland. Happy to have you with us on this Black Friday. Welcome back inside Little John Coliseum. 4.48 to go in the first quarter. Welcome back to Johnny Red Floyd Stadium. Welcome inside the Cole Center, everyone. The Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. Who was your hero when you were a kid? Neil Armstrong or Louis Armstrong? Roberto Clemente or Walter Cronkite? Rosa Parks or Sally Ride? You're the right age to do something you can be remembered for. Register to become an organ and tissue donor. Even if you're in your 50s, 60s, 70s or beyond, any age is the right age to donate the gift of life. Learn how at organdonor.gov or call 1-866-99-DONATE. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. Welcome back to New Center 88, voted best newscast in the state of West Virginia by the Associated Press. I'm Abby Ayes. And I'm Bella Robinson. West Virginia Governor Jim Justice has signed a bill to introduce more stringent requirements to needle exchange programs that critics say will make it harder to get clean needles amid a spike in HIV cases in the state. Justice signed the bill into law Thursday. The legislation requires operators to offer an array of health outreach services. Supporters say it will help those addicted to opioids get connected to health care to fight addiction. The new rules take effect amid one of the nation's highest spikes in HIV cases related to intravenous, intravenous drug use. Critics urged justice to veto the bill, saying it would wipe out existing exchange programs and result in more lives lost. Live music will return to Huntington for the first time in over a year on Friday for a concert that will mark the city's 150th anniversary. The Herald-Dispatch reports that doors will open at John C. Edwards Stadium an hour before the performance begins at 7.30 p.m. It will be the first major musical event held by the Martial Artists Series since the beginning of the pandemic. Series spokesperson Angela Jones says that, quote, Mountain Stage, end quote, concert will feature local indie rock band Ona. Seating will be socially distanced and tickets are $60. West Virginia's seasonally adjusted unemployment rate has dropped below 6% for the first time since the coronavirus pandemic hit a year ago. Workforce West Virginia says the rate dropped three-tenths of a percent percentage point to 5.9% in March. It was the lowest rate since March 2020 when it was at 5.3%. The rate jumped to a high of 15.6% in April 2020 as employers temporarily closed their doors during the pandemic, but has fallen steadily since. 
The number of unemployed West Virginians fell by 2,400 in March and 47,300. The national unemployment rate in March dipped two-tenths of a percentage point to 6%. West Virginia's coronavirus vaccination drive is slowly down as fewer people come forward to get shots. Republican Governor Jim Justice bemoaned an incredibly low vaccine administration rate of 85% on Friday. He said many other states had overtaken West Virginia after a promising start early in the year. State data shows that 38.1% of the state's 1.78 million residents have received at least one vaccine dose. Nearly 27% are fully inoculated against the virus that has killed 2,777 2,777 people so far in West Virginia. Two months ago, demand for vaccines outstripped supply, and justice was pleading to the federal government for more doses. Coming up next, UK mourns Prince Philip. Leaders honor his service to the Queen. That and more news from around the nation when New Center 88 returns. Stay with us. really dragging. I think I'm going to try some of those energy shots everybody's talking about. How about trying WMUL energy instead? WMUL energy? What's that? Only the best energy you can get. What flavors does it have? It comes in seven exciting flavors. Bluesberry, Jazz Pizzazz, Absolute Alternative, Resilient Rock, Ultimate Urban, Rejuvenating Gospel, and Moxie Mornings. Available everywhere WMUL-FM's energy may be heard. Hey, Patrick, what's up? Hey, Michael, what's up with you? Uh, why does your voice sound like that? I know, it's awesome. I sound like a robot. You sound like T-Pain or Kanye. Yeah, that's the idea. Well, if you like the sound of those rappers, just tune in to 88.1 and listen to the new and old hip-hop hits. Oh, that's not a bad idea. Your voice is stuck like that, isn't it? Yeah, kinda. You moron. For the very best hip-hop, tune in to 88.1 WMUL-FM. So what does WMUL mean by the cutting edge? Well, not this, but this. Marshall University students say it's not easy being Greek. Nope, not this either. Whew. But this? Oh yeah. And finally, 0% this, but 100% this. Got it! Touchdown! Thundering herd! So the cutting edge means award-winning news, music, and sports. Not, uh, cutting stuff. 88.1 WMUL. We are war veterans. And firefighters. Mothers and fathers, brothers and sisters. And kids at play. Each of us has experienced unimaginable pain, had countless surgeries and skin grafts. And emerged stronger. We are burn survivors. If you're one of us, please know you're not alone. There's an army of friends waiting to help you recover, renew, and return. Please support the Phoenix Society for Burn Survivors and help someone rise again. Visit phoenix-society.org for more information. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best news program by the National Broadcasting Society. I'm Abby Ayes. And I'm Bella Robinson. 
Newly released transcripts show that a grand jury investigating the police suffocation death of Daniel Prude last year in Rochester, New York, voted 15 to 5 to not charge the three officers involved in his restraint of a criminally negligent homicide charge sought by prosecutors. That was the only charge prosecutors from the state attorney general's office asked the grand jury to consider after nine days of testimony from witnesses, including Prude's brother, other officers and experts. The transcripts in indicate five jurors indicated they would have to vote to indict at least one of the officers. Authorities say a knife-wielding man who refused to drop his weapon was shot when he lunged towards a sheriff's deputy outside a South Florida strip mall. Broward Sheriff Greg Tony told news outlets Jeffrey Guy Sachs died at a hospital after Thursday night night's incident. The sheriff says Sachs carried a knife into a department store in North Lauderdale after 9 p.m. Thursday. Callers told emergency dispatchers that the man had cut himself with the knife. The sheriff says the man left the store and began making threats towards himself and a deputy. He says the man was shot when he refused to drop the knife and lunged towards the deputy. SpaceX's most international crew of astronauts yet has arrived at Florida's Kennedy Space Center. The two Americans, one French and one Japanese, are scheduled to blast off for the International Space Station next Thursday, which is Earth Day. Officials said Friday, today, that's a coincidence and a reminder of NASA's core mission of studying the home planet. This will be SpaceX's third launch of astronauts in less than a year, but the first to reuse a recycled Falcon rocket and Dragon capsule. Spacecraft commander Shane Kimbrough says until SpaceX gets several years of astronaut operations under its belt, all of these should be considered for test flights. The publisher of Memoir by a Louisville police officer who fired at Brianna Taylor after being shot during the deadly raid on Taylor's Taylor's apartment says it will release the book even though its distributor, Simon and Schussler, announced it would, quote, not be involved, end quote. Post Hill Press, based outside of Nashville, Tennessee, has scheduled a fall release for Sergeant Jonathan Mattingly's The Fight for Truth, the inside story behind Breonna Taylor tragedy. A Post Hill Press spokesperson declined comment on whether the publisher would seek a new distributor or distribute the book itself. In Massachusetts are trying to effectively bar the popular Robin Hood trading app from the state. It's an escalation for the Massachusetts Securities Division, which accused Robin Hood in December of making investing seem like a game to lure unsophisticated investors into making too risky trades. Robinhood is blasting the complaint, calling it elitist and based on a rule that should not apply in its case. It's asking to move the issue to a state court rather than continue to work through an administrative process. Exploding popularity for Robinhood's easy-to-use app has helped bring a new generation of investors to the market. Coming up next, Georgia governor gets a GOP primary challenge from former Democrat. Your daily political update when News Center 88 returns right after this. Golly, there's nothing to do. Wally is at baseball practice. Jane has her piano lesson. It's Friday afternoon and Timmy's having a little trouble with boredom. You know, Timmy, the best way to beat boredom is... Join an after-school program? Nice try. Take Sue to the malt shop? Not quite. Well, what is it? Listening to WMUL, of course. Why didn't I think of that? 88.1, right? You're catching on. Boredom will be a thing of the past once you listen to 88.1 WMUL. 
Mr. Detweiler, we're all finished. What? Your knee replacement went great, and it's all because of you. What did I do? You were captain of Team Detweiler. You told us everything. Medical history, allergies. You asked us tons of questions. Huh. I guess I did kind of run the whole operation, didn't I? We couldn't have done it without you. Patient safety. It takes a team. A message from the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons with more tips at orthoinfo.org slash patient safety. Welcome back to New Center 88. I'm Abby Ayes. And I'm Bella Robinson. Barton Gregorian, the noted scholar and philanthropic leader who has led the Carnegie Corporation of New York since 1997, died yesterday after being hospitalized for stomach pain. He was 87. Born to Armenian parents in Tabriz, Iran, Gregorian arrived in America in 1956 to study history and the humanities at Stanford University. His quest to understand the relationship between the individual and society at large began there, a pursuit that continued as he led the New York Public Library, Brown University, and the Carnegie Corporation. In 2004, President George W. Bush awarded him the Presidential Medal of Freedom. A Kentucky Inspector General report has found that at least 19 Kentucky Kentucky state workers received more than 54,000 of state and federal unemployment aid. The workers used their access to circumvent the ability of the UI systems to detect the existence of a full-time job, the report alleges. They also removed stops on claims to obtain payments and manipulated the claims of co-workers, family, or friends. Governor Andy Bershier says Thursday he ordered the investigation and that several of the employees have been fired. Last year, Kentucky's UI system received a record-setting amount of claims for jobless assistance due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Democrats in Colorado have condemned a Republican lawmaker for saying 18th century policy designating a slave as three-fifths of a person was, quote, was not impunging on anybody's humanity, unquote. State Representative Ron Hanks was speaking on the House floor yesterday about legislation aimed at strengthening civics education. He was accidentally introduced as fellow Representative Mike Lynch, then said, quote, being called Mr. Lynch might be a good thing for what I'm about to say. No, just kidding, end quote. Hanks then spoke about the three-fifths compromise from 1718 that classified a slave as three-fifths of a person when apportioning taxes and state representation in Congress. The Colorado Democratic Party called his comments, quote, utterly despicable, end quote. Hanks says a video of his comments was manipulated to make a point that he didn't make. A member of the far-right Oath Keepers militia group has become the first defendant to plead guilty to federal charges in connection with the insurrection at the U.S. Capitol. John Ryan Schaefer is also a heavy metal guitarist in the band Ice Earth. U.S. District Judge Amit Meha said Friday he he has agreed to cooperate with investigators in hopes of getting a lighter sentence, and the Justice Department will consider putting Schaefer in the federal witness security program. This signals that federal prosecutors see him as a valuable cooperator as they continue to investigate the militia groups and other extremists involved in the insurrection on January 6th. Former Georgia lawmaker Vernon Jones says he will run against incumbent Georgia Governor Brian Kemp in the Republican primary. Jones sought to pro- shot to prominence by endorsing Trump as a Democrat last year. Then he said he, quote, left the plantation, end quote, by switching parties. He promoted Trump's, quote, stop the steal, end quote, com- campaign to reverse his reelection loss. 
The former Georgia state lawmaker and county executive announced his challenge as Kemp faces another key test. Georgia Republicans are holding county conventions where Trump loyalists are pushing motions to censure the governor for failing to reverse votes that enabled President Joe Biden to win Georgia. And coming up, Bradley Wells will have a complete look at your Metro Huntington weather forecast and Andrew Rogers will be in with the FM 88 Sports Report. Stay with us. Robin, are you seeing this? Yes, it seems like some sort of... There's someone here. What? It sounds like alternative and hip-hop. And jazz and blues. Is that award-winning news of sports? Gee Wilkers, Batman. What's going on? It's... it's green. It's white. It's WNUL. 88.1. Saving the world from bad radio. And where's Ari Dent? The worldwide leader in Marshall University sports coverage. Welcome back, everyone, to Lexington, Kentucky. It is still survive and advance time. Welcome back in to Fifth Third Arena, Cincinnati, Ohio. The Marshall Thundering Herd lead the 24th-ranked team in the country, the Cincinnati Bearcats, back here at Heinz Field in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. The Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. It's now time for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. With all things considered weather-wise, our Friday across campus wasn't half bad. A little cooler than we may have come to expect, and a little breezy at times, but with mostly cloudy skies and peaks of sun, we were able to make it to the upper 50s, a step in the right direction from yesterday. For those heading out to the Joan this evening for the Marshall Artist Series and Huntington 150 concert may want to pack a sweater or jacket, as we'll see temps starting to dip once the sun sets. Uh, Showtime is set for 7.30 p.m. with temps starting at 55 degrees and dipping to 49 by the end of the concert. The winds will stay breezy near 5 to 10 miles per hour, making it feel a little cooler than it actually is, especially in the stadium. Winds should start to die down towards the end of the concert. At least there is no threat of rain tonight, and we might even be able to see the clouds start to break up, giving us mostly, cloudy, or mostly clear skies. Overnight low for Friday will bottom out near 42. Uh, Saturday looks to start cool with morning temps just shy of the 50-degree mark, but clouds will start to increase as another system moves into the area. While the weekend won't be a total wash, there is a risk for an isolated shower or two by Saturday afternoon. Afternoon highs will reach the mid to the uh, lower 60s uh, mark. Saturday evening will start to see a slight chance for more sprinkles, which will come to an end by 10 p.m. Overnight lows will dip back into the 40s with clearing skies for much of the area. Sunday looks to be the better of the two weekend days with afternoon highs back to the mid-60s like we're used to under mostly sunny skies and light winds. That drying trend continues for Sunday evening where stargazers could take advantage of the most clear night, catching a glimpse of the Lyrids meteor shower happening now. At the peak on April the 22nd, the Lyrids meteor shower is known to produce over 100 meteors an hour. For today's weather and history, we have to travel all the way back to, or to 1880 to Marshall, Missouri, when an impressively large tornado was able to pick up an entire house and carry it 12 miles from its foundation. The heavy timber structure was a total loss. The twister wasn't alone either, as it was just one twister in a large outbreak that year that lasted two days from April 18th to April 20th. Even by 1880 standards, the system was especially damaging for many communities in the Midwest. As far as April is concerned and concert goers tonight, a little breeze and mostly cloudy is a much better bargain. 
Currently outside the WMEL studios, it is a breezy, mostly cloudy 58 degrees. That is your Metro Huntington weather forecast for the new Center 88 team. I am Bradley Wells. Thanks, Bradley. Now Andrew Rogers joins us with the FM 88 Sports Report. Thanks, guys. Let's start with Marshall softball as the herd faced off with the FAULs earlier this afternoon. It was a pitcher's duel from the start as sophomore pitcher Kaylee Joyce for the Herd pitched a complete game shutout en route to a 1-0 victory for the Herd. Joyce only allowed four hits and struck out six FAU hitters. Junior pitcher Lynn Gardner for FAU went six innings allowing one earned run and striking out five Marshall batters. Marshall scored the lone run of the game via a Sierra Huerta walk in the bottom of the third inning. Marshall hitters only recorded three hits in the contest. Marshall softball improves to 13-7 and 2-3 and and in CUSA play, while FAU falls to 8-24 and 3-6 and in conference play. The two teams continue the series tomorrow afternoon for a doubleheader that begins at 1 p.m. You can listen to the game right here on Stream 2 with Scott Hall and I on the call. Marshall University men's basketball head coach Dan D'Antoni announced the signings of Kyle Braun, Wyatt Fricks, and Chase McKee to the 2021 signing class yesterday. Kyle Braun averaged 15 points per game, 5 assists, and 5 rebounds this past season. Wyatt Fricks averaged 19 per game, 9.5 rebounds, 3 assists, and 2 blocks per game in high school. He was named to the All-Region team during his junior and senior seasons, while also being an All-State selection during his senior year and helping his team to a Sweet 16 appearance. Chase McKee averaged 13 a game, 8 rebounds, and 4 assists. McKee's father, Derek, played 15 seasons in the NBA for the Seattle Supersonics, Indiana Pacers, and Philadelphia 76ers. Marshall Women's Golf senior Carrie Parks was named to the Conference USA All-Academic Team for the second time the league office announced earlier today. Parks was honored the first time in 2019. Parks has been a star on the course and in the classroom since she came to Huntington as a freshman in 2017. The Flushing, Michigan native is a three-time member of the Conference USA Commissioner's Honor Roll, as well as a three-time recipient of the Academic Medal for a cumulative grade point average of 3.75 or better. Parks is a chemical science major and sports a 3.85 GPA. Finally, in Marshall news, Marshall baseball is currently in action with the FIU Panthers. The game can be heard over on Stream 1. In other sports news, three-time NBA champion Dwayne Wade has purchased an ownership stake in the Utah Jazz, joining majority owner and team governor Ryan Smith with plans to take an active role in the franchise and region. Wade, an eight-time All-NBA player with the Miami Heat, the latest of several Hall of Fame-level players with NBA ownership stakes, including Grant Hill with the Hawks, Shaquille O'Neal with the Kings, and Hornets majority owner Michael Jordan. Magic Johnson previously had a 4% stake in the Lakers. The NBA has a bylaw that ownership stakes can be no less than 1% of the team, but Wade's financial investment in the franchise is not immediately clear. In his first news conference since the first lawsuit was filed against Deshaun Watson, Houston Texans general manager Nick Casario said that the team is respectful of the legal process and that he doesn't have any comment on the situation. In the past month, 23 lawsuits alleging sexual assault and inappropriate behavior have been filed against Watson. One of the lawsuits was dropped earlier in the week by a plaintiff for now, according to court documents. USC Trojans freshman forward Evan Mobley will enter the 2021 NBA draft and forego his remaining college eligibility by hiring an agent he announced earlier today.
Mobley was named the Pac-12's Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, and Freshman of the Year after averaging 16 points per game, 8 rebounds, 2 blocks, and 2 assists. Mobley is the first player in Pac-12 history to win all three individual awards. Going on right now in Major League Baseball, just one game between the Braves and the Cubs with the Braves up 4-2. That does it for the FM88 Sports Report. For the FM88 Sports Team, I'm Andrew Rogers. Thanks, Andrew. And finally, on News Center 88, at one recent funeral in New Zealand, there were gasps before a wave of laughter rippled through the hundreds of mourners. The pallbearers brought a coffin shaped like a giant cream donut. It's the latest creation by the deceased's cousin, Ross Hall, who runs a business that builds custom colorful coffins called Dying Art. Other creations by Hall include a sailboat, a fire truck, a chocolate bar, and Lego blocks. There have been glittering coffins covered in fake jewels, a casket inspired by the movie The Matrix, and plenty of coffins depicting people's favorite beaches and holiday spots. Hall says the tone of funerals has changed markedly over the recent years, and people now think it's a celebration of life rather than a mourning of death. Nine lives notwithstanding, killing a cat in a hit-and-run soon could become illegal in New Hampshire. State law already requires drivers who injure or kill dogs to notify police or the animal's owners or, fa- or else face a $1,000 fine. It is unclear why cats and other pets were left out of the initial law, but the state legislature is currently considering an expansion that would give cats equal footing to canines. Republican Rep- Republican Representative Daryl Abbas sponsored the bill after the death of his five-year-old cat, Arrow. The Animal League Defense Fund says that there have has been a trend of similar state laws that recognize the bond between animals and their human companions. And that does it for this edition of News Center 88. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at 5 for the most complete news from Marshall University and the tri-state area. And reminder to check us out on the World Wide Web at marshall.edu WMUL. For Alex Jackson, Abby A's, Andrew Rogers, Bradley Wells, and the entire New Center 88 team, I'm Bella Robinson, and your thought of the day is, quote, you will face many defeats in life, but never let yourself be defeated, end quote, Maya Angelou.